0: Open them up to the book of Psalm, chapter 100. Psalm 100. Uh, we are looking today on the topic of giving thanks. Giving thanks. And if you initially think, oh man, we're past Thanksgiving, why are we talking about giving thanks? If that was your first thought, then it sounds like you need this today. So we'll, we'll see. No, this. This topic of, of giving thanks, no matter how thankful we are as people, there's always, in anything, there's always room for improvement, isn't there? And so today we are going to be looking at Psalm 100, but I want to share a couple verses as you're turning. In Psalm 106.1, it says, Praise ye the Lord. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. And then in Psalm 92 and verse 1, it says, It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord, and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. And now we turn over and are in chapter 100, where it says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. But here we hear over and over and we could look at so many more verses of telling us to give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Uh, Colossians chapter three and. All those that were in patch probably think immediately Colossians 3, 16, the the patch verse. But in verse 17, it says that whether in word or deed, but in everything that we do, giving thanks to God and the Father through him. That in everything that we do, it's supposed to be out of a heart of thanks. Matthew Henry, the uh, 18th century pastor, uh, many of you maybe have, have seen his Bible commentaries, uh, once when he was living in London uh, was robbed by a couple of individuals and this was his response. He said, let me first be thankful. And I don't know if that would have been my first response. He said, first, because I was never robbed before this. This was the first time I was robbed. Second, because although they took my purse, they did not take my life. third, because although they took my all, it was not much. And fourth, because it was I who was robbed and not I who robbed. And that that response of giving thanks to God for for many things, and as I said, I'm not sure if if that had happened to me, if that would have been my my initial response of thankfulness, giving thanks. We're all familiar with the verse, first Thessalonians 5. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So we want to look today at, I can give thanks to God in all things, because, number one, and this was our topic for today, um, in in singing what we wanted to focus on, I can give thanks to God in all things, because He is always present. You know what? When Matthew Henry was robbed, Guess what? God knew what was going on. God was present. God was was there. Could God have stopped it? Yes, he could have stopped it. But God had a purpose for it. And maybe one of the purposes for it was the many people that have read what Matthew Henry said after being robbed. Who knows what God's plan in all of that was. But I can give thanks to God because no matter what is going on, God is always present. There is no place that man can hide from God. There is no place. And when we, uh, in the passages that we read, where, where can I go to escape God? If I go to heaven? No, that is God's tw- dwelling place. There's nowhere that I can go to escape God. And that can, be, that can be very encouraging. It can also be, man, if I'm doing wrong, there is no place that, that God is not, that he does not see what is going on. But I can give thanks to God because he is always, he is always present, no matter what the circumstances. In Psalm 139, the verse we read, If I ascend to heaven, thou art there. In Jeremiah uh, chapter 23 and verse 23, he says, Am I a God at hand, saith the Lord, and not a god far off can any hide himself in the secret places that I shall not see him saith the lord do not i fill heaven and earth saith the lord do not i fill heaven and earth i created all of this do not i fill them and understanding that hey i'm i can praise god i can give thanks to god in anything because i know that god is always present in first kings 8 and verse 27 but will God indeed dwell on earth? Behold, the heaven and the heavens of heaven cannot contain me, how much less this house that I have builded. In in Psalm um, one of the things that really benefited uh, David in, in hard time was actually visualizing God's presence with him. Knowing that God was near. In Psalm twenty three, he talks about God as a shepherd, protecting and leading him and that doesn't happen from someone that is far off that is is hands off but he visualized god being actually present with him as i was thinking just about this one aspect i thought how many times would i stop grumbling and complaining if i actually if i actually thought about god being right next to me god being right next to me and i here i am complaining and grumbling um i i thought as a child sometimes um and i know i i've been guilty of this in in growing up um something happens maybe your parents tell you to do something and you kind of grumble under your breath oh i can't believe i have to do and maybe maybe we still do that sometimes and they say what nothing have you ever heard that well, they don't say nothing because they didn't want to share how thankful they were that you told them to go clean their room. And many times, I, I think maybe we are, we are like that. If we understood that God was always present with me, how many times would I stop? What, what was that you said? Oh, um, nothing, nothing. I'm just, going to, I'm just going to be quiet. But David visualized God's presence with him. And that got him through difficult times so that he could he could praise God in the midst of difficulty, so understanding that God is always with us, there is nowhere that we can go on in on this earth uh, in in outer space there's nowhere we can go that God is not always present, but understanding that then leads us to the next thing that he is in control of all things, not only is he Always present, but he is in control. He is sovereign over all things. And and Job understood this in looking at the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He is the one that's in control. This, that is, this is not happening by chance. This is not something that just fell into place. This is not something that God, God is in control of this. He is present and he is sovereign. And knowing that God is in control gives me great peace. You know what? <laughs> I am not in control. I know that. I can see that I'm not in control. And no matter what our leaders, uh, the world leaders think, God is the one that is in control. Nobody rises to power apart from God's control. And in Philippians chapter 4, turn over to Philippians chapter 4. But understanding that, that God is in control in it, we, we know it, but does it actually, are we letting it apply to us giving thanks, knowing that God is in control? Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. It says, Be careful or be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And what? The peace of God, which passes understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. If we could just begin to grasp that God is always present with me and that He is the one that is in control, right there alone gives peace. What do I need to fear as the offertory? How can I fear? Jesus is near. He's the one that's in control of it. What do I have to become worried for? What do I have to become anxious for? He is the one that is in control. So understanding that he is the one that is always present and everything comes from his hand. And Matthew talks about if we as evil people know how to give good gifts, how much more our heavenly father? And that... He is always present. He is in control and understanding that he is good. He is good. Back in Psalm 100, what does it say? For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. I I feel like we can... Some somewhat understand that, that God is present. We don't think that He is stuck somewhere. We understand a little bit that He is present. We understand that, okay, I, I know that He is in control, but when it comes to actually trusting that He is good, this is where we begin to doubt. I will admit that He is good, but I still I want to do things on my own. Does he really know what I want? Does he know what I need? Well, the answer is he knows exactly what we need. He knows exactly what we need. Even even I don't know what I need. Only God does. And he is good. The Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting. So when I grumble and complain. I'm complaining against God. It's not just an idle complaint. It is going directly against God. God is good. He is full of mercy and love. He is not going about looking for reasons to smash your happiness. Oh, you enjoying that? Oh, I'm going to smash. No, God is good. He knows exactly what we need and he is working in our lives. So love motivates his every deed. Now, that's a lot more than I can say about myself. And that's a lot more than we can say. Love does not motivate our every deed. Maybe love of self, but very few times do we live selflessly in love. So he is good. Everything that happens in my life is coming from his hand, which is a perfect, good hand. For he is good, and his mercy is everlasting. But not only is he good, we also see that He is faithful. That He is faithful. Deuteronomy 7 and verse 9. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, He is God, the faithful God, which keepeth the covenant and mercy with them that love Him and keep His commandments to a thousand generations. He is faithful in all things. So, in in looking up on the screen and seeing, am I, am I a... Thankful for person. Do I understand that he is present with me? Do I understand he's in control? Do I really trust that he is good and that he is he is working good in my life? Or do I doubt that? Do I understand that he is faithful? It says that he is the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Coming up uh, in. Um little over, well, a little less than a month, we celebrate Christmas. And once again, are reminded not only of the Savior's birth, but of God's faithfulness. It was promised beforehand, and we're remembering God is faithful. What he says is always done. It's always accomplished, and God is faithful. And so, the things that we read about him being in control, God is faithful. The things we read about, he is good. He is always faithful. He is always good. He is always faithful. And not only is he faithful, he is working in my life to teach me his ways. So how can we not give praise to him? How can we not give thanks? So see, it's, it's not just, what am I thankful for? Well, I had a good, I had a good Thanksgiving um, you know, there were no big fights that broke out among the, uh, the family. Um, nobody got got sick from the turkey being undercooked. No, it's, it's praising the name of the Lord. And when, when we think about that, nothing can, can take that away because he is always worthy of our praise. And he is working in my life to teach me his way, the things he brings in are brought in to build character in my life and to teach me his way. Um, growing up, any time, whether it was uh, going and picking green beans or um, whatever it might be that we didn't want to do, it, it seemed like it was always brought up, well, this is going to build character in your life. And so it always seemed like a bad thing. Um, I, know, I know it wasn't, but it was always, oh man, do we have to, hey, this is going to build character. Go out and do it. This is building character in your life. And sometimes we look at what God brings in that. Are you kidding me? Do we have? But God is using it to teach us, to grow us, to shape us, to become more like him. And in Isaiah 55 and verse eight, it says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways," saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. God's, God's ways are so much higher than our ways that we cannot understand his plan. And not, we don't always see what his purpose is, and we won't in this life. But his way is perfect. In Psalm 119, verse 71, it says, It is a good thing for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. God's will for each of us is that daily we would be growing in him and becoming more like Christ. And as we learn this, um, this heart of praise, this heart of thanksgiving, it builds a closeness with God. When we praise God, it draws us nearer to Him. Because as we think about His attributes, as we think about how good God is, as we think about that He is faithful, we draw closer to Him. Our, our vision of Him grows, our love of Him grows, just, just as, um, maybe you've heard in, um, I've heard different places that, uh, especially in a marriage, instead of focusing in on someone's faults, on your mate's fault, try to look for things to be thankful for. And that as you do that, it, it helps in your mind to grow to, to love them more and more. Where if you focus in on, on faults, that's all you end up seeing. Now, the thing when it comes to God is there's only positives. There's no negatives. There's only positives. So the more that we look to him, the more that we, we grow in him, the more we desire to praise him. So we are not called. It's not said here, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, um, serve him, praise him, enter his gates with thanksgiving so that he will bless you and that you can receive all these things. No, praise is to be the natural response to firsthand experience of God's character. But if we have never experienced God's character firsthand and seen his character firsthand and know him, the praise will not be there. So we just want to, I just want to look at a little application, a little application now. First of all, gratitude, giving praise, giving thanks, is a choice. It is not something that, at, in November, that you stop for one day and, and you, uh, eat lots of food and watch football and then, um, everybody say one thing that they're thankful for. It's good that we, we have a day dedicated to Thanksgiving. But, Living a life of gratitude is supposed to be a life of gratitude. It's not a day of gratitude. It is supposed to be lived out. Um, the verse, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, In everything give thanks. So no matter what is going on, I can give thanks because of who God is and because of his greatness. So it is a daily choice. It is not a, a once a year um, holiday that we celebrate living a life of gratitude is a daily choice and because of that gratitude is a matter of obedience it's a matter of obedience am i going to be obedient and live a life of thanksgiving and praise to god or am i going to be so focused on myself in psalm 50 and verse 14 he says offer unto god thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the Lord most high. And in Psalm 105 and verse 1, O oh, give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. So that means what, whatever you do, it is giving praise to God. That means if you're driving to work, thanking God looking for things you're thankful for, giving praise to God. That means if you are if you are cleaning up after a mess, giving thanks to God. That means if you are visiting, going to visit someone, giving thanks to God. That means if you have to change a, di- a, a dirty diaper. I don't know about. No. In in all things, it is see it's not something uh that we just Oh, when we when we get around to it, when we feel thankful. No, it is seeing things to be thankful for. In in all things, as I've been as I've been studying this week uh, on this, um, the spirit just burdened me. When you you feel like complaining about something, instead of complaining, stop, and look at what things you are thankful for. What are things that I can thank God for? So in those moments when I want to complain about whatever it might be, stop and think, okay, right now, what are things that I can praise God for? What are things that I can be thankful for right now? Don't don't put it off until later. Right now, I want to complain, but I'm going to stop. And I've tried to do that, and I haven't done it all the time this week, but I've tried to do that. And it's amazing that as I as I stop myself and think, what am, I, what am I thankful for in this situation that I wanted to complain about? What am I thankful for? What can I praise God for? It's amazing how many things, just thinking about it, I can praise God for. And it's amazing how afterwards, I'm like, man, I was going to complain there. And look how much... I have to be thankful for. So instead of, instead of complaining, stop yourself. Because complaining and grumbling is kind of the natural human response to things. And we need to get away from that. We need to follow the Spirit's leading and not my own leading. So it is a matter of obedience. Living a life of gratitude is a matter of obedience. It is obedience and it's just it should be as we grow in it. It's a choice. It should be just part of our life. I, I came across this quote and um, it is very convicting to me. The very consistency of God's blessings seem to dull dull out our gratitude. God's consistent blessings many times have a way of doling our gratitude. I just get so accustomed to God's blessings that then I no longer praise Him and am no longer thankful for everything that He has done. So it's stopping, considering, looking to Him and seeing, Lord, You are good. You are faithful. You are here with me. And I can praise You continually, no matter if I am uh, sitting here or no matter if I go outside and it's 10 degrees out, Or I go outside and it's 60 degrees out. No matter what I'm facing, I can praise God. So as you look at your life, would you say that it is one of constant praise? Or is it one of continual grumbling? Are we more like the children of Israel in in how something happens and then we quickly grumble about it, quickly complain? Or is it a life of praise that we are living? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we think of your many blessings on us and how consistent they are. Lord, I first of all ask forgiveness for so many times complaining instead of uh, stopping and giving praise to you. Lord, you are worthy of, of all of our praise. Lord, I thank you that no matter what um, what. what we might be going through what we might be facing no matter what the circumstances that you are always present with us that you are in control and that you are good lord i thank you that your way is perfect so many times we can't begin to understand your way and i'm thankful for that i'm thankful that your way is not as simple as what we think it might be Lord, thank you that you are perfect in every way. We give you praise. You are worthy. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Let's stand together with our heads bowed and eyes closed.